Hello and welcome to C3 Newcastle City Podcast. It is our honour to host you and trust you will enjoy this message as much as we did. For more information about C3 Newcastle City or to connect with us, visit our website, www.c3nc.com. How are we? Good. Wonderful. I'm keeping the band up with me today. Doing something a bit different, a bit different. Talking about prayer. And uh, so we're going to... We're going to get into that today, and the band are going to join me. I always like to pray with music. Who else is like that? Yeah? No one. It's great. I like it. It's so tough. I'm doing it. <laughs> but we're going to talk about prayer. A few few things that you'll let you know. Firstly, uh, Jensen's unwell today, so Erica's at home with him. So I'm praying that they get better and come back tonight. So looking forward to that. Um, few updates. Vision Builders, wow, we have had quite a response. Uh, many would know that uh, last month we were talking all things vision, uh, as Dan was mentioning, and we were believing for $250,000 uh, this year, which is uh, the largest amount we've believed for, but um, the church has grown significantly. And so currently we're at $220,000, which is really cool, isn't it? We're on our way there, so... Uh, thrilled about that and thank you for everyone that's brought their pledges and trusting God for the year ahead and if you haven't yet brought your pledge well you can it's not too late to opt in and we believe that we can we can hit that goal and reach and achieve everything that we desire and believe God is asking us to do secondly I've got no other news about tower cinemas it's gone a little quiet and uh, who knows that just might be God in it um, but uh, I'm just trusting him in it. I always hold things like this kind of loosely you know, I, I get excited, but at the same time, I go, God, whatever. I trust you. And it just makes life easier that way. If you kind of just go, God, whatever. I trust you. And so we're, we're looking and exploring other options, even staying here on what we could even do to uh, make this space accommodate us better um, because uh, we're growing. And that's our, our whole thing right now is, okay, Lord, well, how do, we, how do we move with the growth? How do we provision for the growth and for the lives that are not here yet so we're we're looking at multiple options and i've been doing that with a, a number of people over the last few weeks actually years actually uh so I'll, I'll keep you updated as i know more does that sound good hey uh next week uh eric and i and the family are going away for a couple of days so we'll be in holidays so we'll be somewhat uh detached turn the phones off and everything so if you can't get hold of us that's why we're heading away for a couple of days and very much looking forward to that. So won't be here next Sunday, but let me tell you, you have uh, some incredible ministers next week. Firstly, Sunday morning, you've got Pastor Phil preaching, as in Phil Pringle. Uh, he, he, a couple of times a year, uh, brings a message to our movement. And so he's going to be speaking here in the morning and obviously be on screen. And then Lynn's going to tag with him. Uh, and he's going to be talking about the anointing, which is so fitting with us as we're talking about prayer just to get the anointing, the touch of God on our lives and just the importance of that. So he's going to do that. And then Sunday night, we've got a special guest. We've got Eric Harrison, who's been here for Pastor Eric before. He's been here over the years. Uh, incredible minister, someone that's uh, been in ministry for decades and uh, has led a church up in Queensland and looked after Queensland, as in the whole state, all the churches, and now goes around the world ministering. I was talking to him in the Philippines this week, and he's really excited to become preaching here next Sunday night. And he's going to be talking about similar kind of thing. And, and the thing about Eric, he's got a real touch on his life to minister and to prophesy and with words and knowledge. And so I've asked him to cut loose uh, next Sunday night. So you've got some good things 
while we're away. And then tonight, I'm really excited about tonight, we've got our tag team preachers. We've got uh, Naomi, come on, uh, Lucy, somewhere here, there you are, and Pastor Michael, who are all going to be sharing as we're in this series for prayer, worship, word, and service. They're going to be talking about how one of those areas has impacted their life and brings them close to God. And so looking forward to that. And let's make sure we come and support them and be with them uh, for that next week. Does that sound good? All right, who's ready to talk about prayer? I find it funny. I I don't know if you... Let's just get honest. When When I was a young person and the pastor would start to preach on prayer, I'd immediately start to feel guilty. Like as soon as he just said it. If you Come on. Even the pastor, I'm saying this. All I've ever wanted to be is a pastor, but I would sit in the prayer. We're going to talk about prayer, and I'd go, oh, no. Already got the guilt. Oh, when was the last time? Oh, it was too long. I don't want to even think about it. You know, like we can get a little bit funny when we talk about prayer, but uh, I love talking about prayer. And we're going to get a little practical. Is that okay? So I'm going to preach a little bit, but we're going to pray together, and I'm going to lead us through that with the band, which is going to be cool. So recently, I was watching one of my favorite movies, Braveheart. Who loves that? And uh, that moment, it's real excitement uh, where all the clans start to gather in the forest and they're making plans to attack the English. You know that scene? And they've got all these different clansmen coming from all over, gathering together and uh, they're, they're getting fired up and ready. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could bring revolution to our nation and they're all excited. And as, as all these Scots are coming in, suddenly this weird odd guy comes in, this Irishman. Does anyone know his name? I don't know his name, but he walks in, you'll know it. He walks in and he comes in all flamboyant and he kind of seems half drunk. And uh, they're like, and he kind of just grabs some stew and, and they're like, uh, who are you? And he, he just starts to converse with them and he's like, I'm, I'm here to fight with you. And, and, then he, and then the really odd thing to make things even worse, he starts to talk to the Almighty. So he starts to pray and speak to God and they're all like, who, who are you talking to? And even William Wallace, he's like, do you, are, you, are you talking to the Lord Almighty? Like you're having, yes, we talk. And they're all like, wow, you're talking to the Lord Almighty. Sometimes, unfortunately, when we talk about prayer, we can get like that. Oh my goodness, like we can converse with God. Yes, you can. You can talk with God. You can have a conversation with God where you speak to him and he speaks back to you and it's awesome. That's all prayer is. It's a conversation where you talk and you listen and you talk and have a conversation with God and there's something so powerful about prayer. And can I, can I remind you, can you hear this today, that your father, your creator, loves to relate with you. He loves to talk with you. He loves to be with you. Can you hear that? You might find that difficult to even receive right now, but I'm telling you that, that your Father in heaven loves to be with you. He loves to spend time with you. Uh, you know, when he, when he was creating us, he wasn't thinking, you know what? I've got some needs that need to be fulfilled on planet Earth, so I'm going to create some minions to do some jobs and get some stuff done because it's good to get stuff done. Or he didn't think, you know what? I don't, the Netflix isn't around yet, so I'm going to create some entertainment so that there might be some humans that would entertain me and keep me amused while I'm here in heaven. Or he didn't think, you know what, I kind of just want to rule over people because I'm God and I should have someone to rule over. He, he didn't create you for any one of those three things. He only created you because he 
wanted to relate with you. Isn't that incredible? God created you and I because he wanted to be with us. He wanted to commune with us. He wanted to relate with us. He wanted to have a conversation with you. Isn't that incredible? And so God so loves to have a conversation with you. And conversations change your life. Have you ever noticed that? I can remember conversations with my mum and my dad growing up that I'll never forget because they shaped and formed my life. I can remember the moment, the place, and the words they said because it had such an incredible impact upon my life. Did you guys have one of those moments? Mum and dad just said something or someone significant just had a conversation with you that changed your life. I can remember the conversation where Eric and I were on the phone uh, and 15 years of age and we first told each other that we loved each other. We were like, you, you know that moment where you're like, uh, and you're not sure. You're not sure if you say it, they're going to say it back. But you're like, so I love you. And it was kind of like that. And then she said, well, I love you too. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You're doing the, oh. I remember that conversation. Do you remember that conversation? My kids are going to remember some of the conversations I have with them. And I realize that sometimes we're driving along, we're driving to sport or to school or something. And I tell them about how much I love them or how important I think their life is or how interesting or fascinating I think they are. Or they ask me too many questions, especially Judah. And, and I can't possibly answer them quick enough because he's already thinking about the next one. And I haven't even answered the previous one. But conversations actually transform and change your life. And conversations that you have with God are the most powerful conversations you can have with any person. It's actually just conversing with God. And I too remember conversations and I can think of moments throughout my life where I've spoken to God and He's spoken back to me and it's, it's changed everything. The direction of my life, what's going on in the moment, talking to God the most powerful conversations we can have are with our Creator Father, our, our Saviour Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And I love that you can have different types of conversations with different focuses and they can be specific and have specific power and significance. But Jesus loves, your Father loves, the Holy Spirit loves to relate to you. Can you hear that today? So when we talk about prayer, we're talking about Him just conversing with you speaking words and truth into your life and you hearing back from him amen conversation so when uh, when jesus came to earth he he gathered the disciples and we know what the sermon on the mount and and the disciples were really intrigued because jesus would get away and he would do the same thing this was foreign to them but jesus would converse with his father and he would have a conversation and and the disciples go you got to there's one thing you've got to tell us. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you talk to him? And so Jesus gave an explanation with, with the Lord's Prayer, how to pray. And who, who uses the Lord's Prayer even as, as a basis for praying? And, and, and Jesus not so much said, hey, you've got to pray this specifically every time. But he was, he was giving a model, a way to pray. And there are different ways to pray that have specific power in our life. Amen. So firstly, let's talk about praise and thanksgiving. Yeah. 
Now, I was going to get us to practice this, but we did that so well just a second ago. You see at the end of that worship set there, I was getting us to rise. And I'm getting you to tell God who he is and who he is to you and how, how holy and significant and powerful and sovereign. And when we praise, when we declare things up to God, it's powerful. And Jesus said to the disciples, first of you said, start this way, our Father. So address Him in a way and in a relationship where you're close to Him, His Father. But here's the thing, hallowed be thy name. And what He was saying there is, lift His name up. So as you begin a conversation with God, raise His name up. Raise Him up to be at the place where He's highest in your life. Now, you might think about this, you know, why does God need his emotional tank filled <laughs> you know why does God need to be affirmed or feel like his identities uh, shored up because you know we're telling him God you're God over everything you're sovereign you're Lord you're holy I don't know if you've ever thought that like why do, why do we need to tell God that and the truth is because he is so in Revelation 4 when John one of the apostles, uh, disciples and apostles, he, he goes up to heaven, he gets his revelation and he sees heaven and there's angelic beings that are in heaven that are crying out, holy, holy, holy. And they have been saying it forever and they will say it forever and they just keep on saying it. Now, why are they saying it? Because that's, because he is. You understand? If, if, if God was to turn up right now in this place, I mean, God here, well, some of us are going to be nervous about that. But if he turned up here right now, there's only one thing you and I would say. We would fall to our knees and we'd say, holy, holy, holy. Why? Because that's what he is. He's holy. And so by saying hallowed, it's saying he is holy. He is, he is supreme. He is the biggest, greatest thing. He's perfect. He's complete even. So even us by saying that, we're, not, we're affirming that, hey, God, we don't need to feel your emotional tank because you're holy. You're complete. You're, there's nothing that can be added or taken from you. You are whole. Are you getting this? And so there, there's power of significance to do that, but we're not saying this to, a, to bring revelation to the fact so that God goes, oh, thank you. Jesus actually was instructing it for this reason, and, it's, and, and I believe it's for this, because it changes our focus. You'll even notice when we were praising in that moment before, where does your attention go? When you start to speak to Him, you're focusing on Him. Simple, right? But you, you kind of, as you're raising Him up, what happens? Chin lifts up. Have you noticed that? When you start to praise, it actually lifts your perspective, your view. Yeah? I've often thought, you know, in terms of starting a conversation with God, surely you want to start with asking for forgiveness. Like, you know, we all, we all kind of have stuff on our life and that feels like possibly we can't talk to God like He's close because He's not. There's things that separate you. So you'd think that you'd possibly start with that. Have you ever thought about that? Just me, because I've got issues. 
you know, or, or possibly you wake up, I don't know, like, do you wake up in the morning and do you firstly think, God, I just want to start praising you? Or are you kind of, do you kind of, if you're like me, you wake up in the morning and you start to think about what's ahead of you in the day? In fact, no, the first thought I have, to be really honest, is I need a wee. Is anyone else? I want to think about something else, but first I've got to wee. So that's the first thought. Second thought is, okay, what's, what's ahead for me today? What do, I need to, what do I need to accomplish? What do I need to get done? Oh, what's holding me down? I'm discouraged about, I'm disappointed about, I'm angry about. Does anyone else have this going on in their brain? Yes? Yeah, good. So you'd think that God knowing who we are, that possibly the first conversation that we could have is, God, hey, uh, you're God, can I, just, can I just talk to you about all of this? But no, he says, start with lifting my name up. Why is that? Because you and I, this is the incredible thing, can boldly come before the throne. So when we raise his name up, that's because we can, because he's giving us access. And that's what Jesus said. He says, you can... You can come to me with all of your stuff and you don't even need to talk about that first, all of that. You can come to me and I can connect with you anytime. And sometimes with all the stuff that's coming in our world, we don't feel like we can praise his name, yeah? But as you do that, you know what you receive? Because I can, I understand that he loves me because he accepts me as I am. Isn't that powerful? And so praise is a way of opening up the door. It puts you into a place where you actually start to lift your chin and you put your shoulders back and boldly you can say, Lord, you are king, you are supreme, you are sovereign, you are holy, you are Lord God over my life. And it's amazing what that posture does to your day when you do that true when we praise praise takes us into that place regardless of our faults we enter into this place we just say and psalm 104 says this a uh, hundred verse four it says enter his gates with thanksgiving go into his courts with praise so the the access so it says in another translation it talks about praise is that it the the password that you type in to start a, relation, a, a connection with God is praise. Praise. That's how you begin a conversation with God is by praising Him. Yeah? Have we got that? So we start with that for that reason. It lifts our head. It gets our gaze up. We, we go above all of the problems and the things that are before us to look up. He's God. He's holy. He's over all things. Amen. Okay, so say, once we've done that, let's go next step. So we wake up, and as I said, after we go for a wee, we start to think about our day. And we start to think about all the things that have been troubling us and concerning us, and they spin around in your mind, and that some of you, it causes you anxiety straight away, some of you stress, some of you kind of anger. And Has anyone else had a, had a morning like that ever? And that's just the children. You know, but you can start your day like that. And here's the incredible thing is that God actually said, you know what? 
I've got a way for this. And, and, and here's what I want to encourage you to do is cast all your worries and burdens on me. Cast them on me. See, here's the thing. You and I are vessels. We, we're, if you think of ourselves as a, as a clear and open space, if you can visualize that, and we can either fill it with life or with death. Yeah? It's, it's one or the other. We like to kind of make it gray and, you know, it's, oh, it's a little bit of that and it's a little bit of good but bad. But it's, it's one or that we can fill it with life or death and we get to choose. Yeah? And disappointments and anxiety and frustrations and guilt and shame and anger, what do they want? They're, they're, the, they're the not helpful ones. Let's call them that. They're, they're, they're not the life ones, yeah? And they can fill up inside of us. And who knows that when you get those things inside of your vessel, how do you feel without using a swear word? True? You all thought it in church. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? And you can become weighed down even before you've begun your day. But here's the thing. God encourages us actually to cast our, our things. And here's the thing is if you, if you don't deal with those things that are inside of you, they'll become a weight in you, a burden in you that will actually cause you to become weighted so that you barely can feel like you can stand up because you're, your vessel's heavy. Do you know what I'm talking about? And, and here's the thing. For us as human beings, we actually need to. There's, there's, a, there's a physical, emotional, mental requirement in us to actually expel it out. So if you don't get rid of what's in you that's unhelpful, what happens? Way down, right? And so God has actually said to us, you know what? I've got the perfect solution for this. And it's not casting it to the left or the right. It's casting it on me. Have you got it? And this is called lamenting. Everyone say lamenting. God sees this so important that he has a book in the Bible just for lamenting. Lamentations. It's a wonderful read. If you're feeling depressed, don't read that book. That'll affirm everything you're feeling and say, yes. Job is a whole story of lamenting. If you read through Psalms, David was excellent at lamenting. The guy was a professional whinger. Unbelievable. But lamenting is actually so important for our lives. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Give all our worries and cares to God because He cares about you. We must lament. If we lament well with God, we won't need. Here's the thing. You won't need the have the, the, the need to cast it on others. Yeah. True? If you lament with him, you won't have to lament on her and him and them because you've brought it to him. And you know what's the heaviest burden you can carry? is somebody else's sometimes. And we throw them on people every day of the week because we're not casting them on Him. So God says, lament with me. Cast your worries and your burdens on me so that I might deal with them. If you're worried about, if you're disappointed, if you're angry, so you tell God. This is how you lament. That person at work really upset me yesterday, God, and I'm angry. 
I'm angry because what they said was untrue and unjust. I think they're a bleepity bleep. I'm angry about that. You know what I mean? Don't swear. I want you to be honest though. So that's, I'm disappointed because God, because the way I saw that playing out, it didn't play out like that. And I'm really disappointed. Or God, I'm really anxious because going into another day, thinking about what yesterday looked like, I'm, I'm incredibly anxious about that. Lamenting is unraveling with God. Does that make sense? All right, are we ready to, we're going to practice this in a little bit. Who's ready to lament together? It's going to be wonderful. It's just going to be a whole lot of weeping going on. It's amazing. So, okay, let's keep on going. Here's, here's the second thing. So those, those can be some of the greatest burdens or weights that we're carrying in our life. Can you acknowledge that? Is when you've got these stones, this anger, this frustration, this anxiety, this worry, this fear, it can bury us down. But here's the heaviest uh, weight that you and I will ever carry, I believe, and it's guilt and it's shame. Have you carried these before? They're horrible. Guilt and shame. They're the heaviest stones that can be in our vessel and they can weigh us down. And they're so destructive. And, and it's for this reason that Jesus went to the cross. He went and dealt with guilt and shame and condemnation and he cut it off. He said, no more. No more will that weigh you down. You're free. You're free. You're free. But here's the thing. We still go and grapple with it because we feel like it's responsible. (laughs) Have you ever had a responsible conversation with guilt and shame? I should feel this way. It's right. Did the wrong thing. I'm so upset at myself. Rational. Reasoning. Yeah. And guilt and shame comes through making a mistake saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, acting a certain way, behaving a certain way. There's actions that we live out in our life that cause guilt and shame to come in. Yeah? Is there, come on, you've got to help me out. I'm the only sinner here, okay? We're all together on this. And the Bible says this, if you and I confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse us. So He's like, every time you bring that stuff to me, I'm going to wipe and wash and cleanse you if you bring it to me. Yeah? If you confess it, I'll release it of you. Problem is, you and I don't confess it. True? And here's the question that we need to ask every day. What guilt and shame am I carrying? There'll be something. Good question to ask. What am I carrying? And even, here's, here's the thing, and some of you are going to go, oh, this is tough. But it's even important that we feel sorrow for those things. Sorrow is sorry. If you don't acknowledge that you've made a mistake, then you're not aware that you made the mistake. Did I say that right? Do you know what I'm saying? So sometimes we want to say, no, guilt and shame, I don't want you, so I'm going to pack you away and pretend you're not there. But what Jesus is saying is say it because I can deal with it. My blood is enough to bring it out. And if you're sorry, I can deal with it. See, here's the thing. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says this. For this kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow which lacks 
repentance results in spiritual death. So the world, the world wants to feel, because they're not confessing it to God and they're just feeling sorrowful, it becomes depression. You know what I mean? It just You just end up becoming weighed down. But what God's saying here is, if you say, sorry, if you confess this way, then I can release you of the burden and you can move on through your day. I can cleanse you from that. It'll lead you to salvation. Salvation is a process, sanctification, where you wash, that's the washing, yeah? Is this helping anyone? So powerful. It's not just words, it's actually power. Sorrow is an important part of repentance. You're not sorry, you won't let it go. So when Jesus came to the woman who committed adultery, everyone else wanted to condemn her and, and Jesus had a conversation and he's, well, whoever's, who hasn't sinned, throw the first stone, you know, and nobody did, they all went away. And then Jesus has this lady and she's, she's sorrowful, she's on the ground and, she, and, and Jesus says to her, hey, I see your, your sorrow there, but just let that go now and don't do it anymore. Just move on. Go, go into your life and be free of it, he was saying. Do you get it? And you and I need to do that. Bring it before God so that we might be free. And that's through our confession. But here's the other one. And we're going to pray in a second. But forgiveness comes from Christ, yeah? You didn't do anything to earn it. I say this all the time, but we've got to get it in. You didn't earn it. You didn't do anything. God offers it. It's His. It's His to give. But sometimes what we do in our vessels, we put a doors on forgiveness and we kind of open and shut it depending on what we feel is appropriate for that person. Oh, no, that, yeah, they can get some forgiveness and we open the door, shut it. But what, what Jesus actually wants us to do is always keep the doors open. Forgiveness is meant to flow through you. Yeah? And so when Jesus talks to the disciples and he says, forgive, he says, forgive if you, as you have been forgiven. So in the same breath that you're saying, I receive your forgiveness, you're releasing it. Yeah? So we want to just get to the forgiveness and stop. That's great. Thank you. That's lovely. No, Jesus says, as you have received forgiveness, well, let it go. Let it out and let it go to every other because every single person on planet earth, the person that offended you, your work colleague, your family member, your, your crazy neighbor that just is obsessive about the weird birds, whatever it might be, they're all forgiven. Every single one of them, every single sin, whether you think they should be or shouldn't be, they're forgiven. Am I right or not? Yes or no? Are you, are you sure that everyone is forgiven? Even your a child that says bad things, you know, they're forgiven. But we try to put doors on it. Jesus says, as you have received forgiveness, let it go. And so as we pray, we've got to do the same thing as we receive his forgiveness daily. <sighs> Confess, Lord. Repenting is turning from here to there. I'm, not, I'm choosing not to because that's unhelpful for my life and you're helpful. So I'm going from here to there and I'm receiving your forgiveness. Now I'm going to release your forgiveness. 
most powerful conversation we can have is talking to God. The silent killer that destroys us is, is, is holding on to forgiveness like it's ours. It's not. All right, are we ready to pray? So we've, we've worshipped, yeah? So we're going to pray. Now, I want us to just to close our eyes. This is real simple. This is as simple as it is. And Holy Spirit, I pray right now, just close your eyes. Lord, reveal to us, this is how I do it, the, the weights that we're carrying, whether it's disappointment, anger, whatever the situation is. And just right now in this moment, I just want you to say, Lord, I let that go. I, I'm angry about that. I'm disappointed. Say it. Just under your breath. I'm, I'm upset. I'm, I'm angry. I'm frustrated. I'm fearful. I'm anxious. Whatever it is, let it out. That situation. Just say it under your breath. I'm, Lord God, I'm, I'm angry about that. I'm disappointed. Why didn't that work out? You just speak it out. Just let it out. Some of you will feel a peace just come on you just as you do that. You just say it. Say it. Speak it. Let it out. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. The peace of God will come on you just as you're doing that. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. feel better. You'll feel at peace just by doing that. By letting it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Cast your worries, your concerns upon Him. Now what I want you to receive right now is His love and His forgiveness just afresh. Just like breathing in like you're receiving it afresh. And with whatever you're carrying right now with guilt and shame, just again confess it. Lord, I'm sorry for Whatever it is, whatever has been bearing down on you, let it go. Confess it. Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. That's not helping me. And know that there's no condemnation in this. As you bring these things to him, there's none. Just let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Thank you, Jesus. And the final step. Whomever that you know right now you're, you're angry or you're frustrated at or you're resenting or whatever it might be, with the forgiveness that is flowing in you, let it flow out of you. Just, I forgive. Just say it. I forgive. I forgive them, Lord. They're forgiven by you and I'm not holding on to it. I let forgiveness flow to them, 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 flow to them. Flow to them. Just let it go. It's not making it right. It's not saying what they did is right, but they're right with Him. They're right with Him, so let it go. Forgive your family. Forgive your friends. Forgive them. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and it was a great encouragement to you. For more information about C3 Newcastle City, visit our website, www.c3nc.com.